Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Neil Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. Today, we are going to be talking about Victoria Chang. Chang was born in 1970 in Detroit, Michigan, and raised in the suburb of West Bloomfield. Born to two Taiwanese parents, Victoria has talked about how difficult it was growing up in a predominantly white area as an Asian American daughter of immigrants. She said that while being a child of immigrants is difficult for everyone, for her it was particularly difficult outside of a diverse city like LA or New York. Without a Chinese-American community to fall back on, she felt that assimilation was her only option. Because of this, she says that she feels like nobody and everybody at the same time. This theme is something that reoccurs in her work. She also grew up feeling both hyper-visible among her peers and also invisible to them. Chang remembers being bullied, especially in late elementary school, for her race and physical appearance. She thinks that these experiences turned her naturally extroverted personality inward, another tension reflected in her writing. She also said that she doesn't know if she would have become a writer had she not been bullied growing up. Victoria received her BA in Asian Studies from the University of Michigan. She also taught English in Taiwan for two summers as an undergrad to explore her heritage and learn the language. Chang went on to receive an MA in Asian Studies from Harvard University, an MBA from Stanford University, and an MFA from Warren Wilson College. Victoria has shared that she thinks that it's important to remember the distinction between being literally accepted into schools, programs, and companies, and being truly accepted. To remember that, especially for women of color, success and achievement doesn't always translate to being accepted in your department or institution. Chang has lived in different places for her education and career, but she has ultimately settled in LA because she feels most at home and at peace in Southern California. Victoria says that her favorite poets are the ones who are smart, philosophical, and intellectual while also deeply in touch with their emotions. Some of her major influences include Lori Levi's, W.S. Merwin, Elizabeth Bishop, Sylvia Plath, Wallace Stevens, and Lee Young Lee. Perhaps some of the prominent themes of Chang's poetry is loss and grief. She writes a lot about her mother's death in August of 2015 and her father's stroke and the deteriorating state of his health. Her book Obit, a collection of obituaries written in the shape of graves, tombstones, or coffins, commemorate the losses of not only her parents, but also what else is lost when someone dies. An item of clothing they wore, optimism, appetite, oxygen, the... Book was written in a two-week period in early 2016. Chang described the writing process as a frenzy of work, an attempt to grapple with the death of herself that resulted from the death of her mother. She felt driven to write the book she needed for herself at that moment because 
She said that she couldn't find a book of grief poetry that really spoke to her, though she did find comfort in the prose of Joan Didion and Megan O'Rourke. She felt that most of the elegies that she read had a self-help spirit that she didn't find relatable. She filled her obits with questions without answers and at times injected bits of humor and comic relief because she saw the dark themes as a kind of constriction. A lot of it relates to losing your breath and suffocating. I think opening up those lines maybe is a way of giving air to the book. Chang says that she would have been a completely different writer had she not experienced the pain and mourning of this period of her life. She also says that she would have been a completely different person. Chang describes herself as in, in her head all the time, taught to be strong in the face of hardships. These significant losses taught her how to be comfortable in her vulnerability. While Chang's father is still alive, she says that she feels that he actually died first because of the dementia following his stroke. When she starts to feel lonely, she says that it's helpful just to be around him, to feel the comfort of his parenting and his presence. The theme of loss is very big in a huge part of Victoria Chang's writing. Even the poetry she has written about her own parenthood, mourning, she says, is her normal mode. How does she incorporate loss into her poetry about her children? In one sense, she sees the parallels between caring for an aging parent and a new baby, the diapers, the mushy foods, the dependency. She felt strange, she said, doing these opposite things, raising her child and watching them grow, and at the same time, helping her parents die. She also thought about the sort of personal loss that accompanies being a parent, the difference between her life before children and after children. Chang began to write tanka poems, a Japanese form of poetry of five, seven, five, seven, seven syllable lines, addressing not only her own children, but children in general with little messages about death and grief. Children are puzzles to me. I don't understand them at all, Chang said in an interview with Lit Hub. I think writing to them or about them is another way of understanding not only them, but also the world and our future. When asked about her writing process, Victoria says that she gets most of her inspiration from reading. She says she also comes up with ideas for her poetry while going on walks. Keeping busy helps her because it creates a sense of urgency and excitement when she does have an opportunity to write. Chang loves writing endings, perhaps fitting in her preferred theme. Though she reflected in an interview, an obit may or may not be an ending. Who knows? Victoria Chang is the author of the collections Circle, published in 2005, Salvania Moesta, published in 2008, The Boss, published in 2013, Barbie Chang, published in 2017, and Obit, published in 2020. She has also written the children's picture book Is Mommy, the middle grade verse novel Love Love, 
and edited the anthology Asian American Poetry, The Next Generation. Her poetry has been published in magazines and anthologies such as The Keenan Review, Poetry, The Three Penny Review, and Best American Poetry, 2005. Chang is the winner of the Crab Orchard Review Award Series in Poetry, an LA Times Book Prize, a Penn Volker Award, the Ness Wolf Book Award, a Poetry Society America Alice Frey de Cosgnolia Award, and a Pushcart Prize. She was a finalist for the National Books Critics Circle Award and the Griffin Poetry Prize and was long listed for a National Book Award. Chang is the recipient of a Guggenheim Fellowship, a Catherine Min McDowell Fellowship, a Sustainable Art Foundation Fellowship, and a Land and Residency Fellowship. She currently serves as a contributing editor at Coppernickel, Tubula Quarterly, and On the Seawall, and teaches at Antioch University's MFA program. So, today I'm going to be reading you guys an excerpt from Orbit by Victoria Chang. This is a part of Victoria Chang's collection of poems. And within um, this collection orbit, it's really her coming to terms with her parents passing, with her miscarriage, with her being pregnant. Um, and it was a way for her, as I said um, earlier in the episode, to grief, to write her poems that was relatable to herself. As, you know, as I said earlier in the episode, she couldn't really find grief poems that related to her story, so she wrote her own. And here's one of them. Excerpt from Orbit by Victoria Chang. Blame wants to die, but cannot. Its hair is untidy, but it's always here. My mother blamed my father. I blamed my father's dementia. My father blamed my mother's lack of exercise. My father is the story, not the storyteller. I eventually blamed my father because the story kept on trying to become the storyteller. Blame has no face. I have walked on its staircase around and around, trying to slap its face, but only hitting my own cheeks. When some people suffer, they want to tell everybody about their suffering. When the brush hits a knot, the child cries out loud, makes a noise that is an expression of pain, but not the pain itself. I can't feel the child's pain, but some echo of her pain based on my imagination. Blame is just an echo of pain. A veil across the face of one you blame. I blame God. I want to complain to the boss of God about God. What if the boss of God is rain? And the only way to speak to rain is to open your mouth to the sky and drown. I really appreciate this poem. Although this portion of the poem is short that we have for our anthology, um, 
there are some really powerful lines that I was just like, oh, chills, like, oh my god, I think, um, one of those instances, um, was when she said, I've walked on its staircase, around and around, trying to slap its face, but only hitting my own cheeks. I think this is, you know, Chang really just trying to come to terms with her mother's passing and she wanting to blame everyone for the issue but she is internally feeling like she is to blame she is the problem and that's why you know she keeps hitting her own face is because she's blaming herself she believes that she is part of the problem and i think the way that she wrote that was just absolutely powerful i love um the ending like what a way to end this poem i love when she says my father is the story not the storyteller like just i just love this poem so much and you guys have to check out the entire collection thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things victoria chang make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members and i'll see you guys next week bye Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast is produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Peter Davis. This episode was researched and written by Sakura Price alongside me, Nia Lewis. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who make this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more, check out the rest of our episodes on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.